honestly, anyone who has pulled up their big girl britches and started a business is smart. So what's unique about two smart girls? I interviewed Jeff Sato because of the story that she tells about the inspiration behind why she and her partner Christy formed Two Smart Girls. And it's important to share. It's important for every business owner to hear stories about almost mistakes and how we can learn from each other to make sure that we're running our business like a pro. Not a hobby, not just a little side gig. Jess is really running her business like a businesswoman and I challenge each of you to pay attention whether you run a business or not. Pay attention to the decision making that she had to go through in this scenario and see where it applies in your life. I have to warn you that we were outdoors. There was a little bit of funny noise, but it's fine. The conversation was great and you're going to enjoy it. Grab your friend and a glass of wine. It's a lovely day in Colorado with Jess Sato sitting across from me in this um, lovely patio area. Hopefully it's not going to be too loud. <laughs> I think it'll, it's more fun this way. It is for sure. And, um, you know, we just met recently and immediately hit it off. I think we were introduced under the subject of wine so that we have something in common yep. for women work and wine. Yep. But you also have a really rich work history that I thought women need to know about. We're both entrepreneurs. And I'm excited to have you tell the story that you told me last time we met. But first, back up. Who's Jess? Tell us about you. Let's see. I'm a wife and a mom. Wife of 17 years and a mom of two kids, 13 and 10. I'm an avid hiker, runner, outdoor enthusiast, reader. Um, last year I read like almost 200 books. 200 books in a year. In a year. Nice. Now, let's be honest, most of those were fiction, so it's like crack, and you just can't help yourself. It is like crack, though. <laughs> but I love reading. I love learning, mm -hmm. and that's really sort of the story of my life. Jane Eyre's your yes, Jane probably all-time favorite. Yes, yes. Any love. Jane Austen as well? Oh, my gosh. So this is, I, I literally want to love Jane Austen, but <laughs> I cannot make myself love it. I've never been able to get through Pride and Prejudice. Like, I just, there's something about it. I just can't do it. Have you watched the movies? I've watched the movies. I love the story. Uh-huh. But the actual writing, for whatever reason. It's harder to get through. It really is. Um, the foot. <laughs> so, tell us more about uh, your work background. Okay. So, I began my corporate career in an engineering company. I was at an aerospace company. Uh-huh. And found myself surrounded by engineers, even though I'm not an engineer, and did that for the first five years. I was facilitating group conversations and that sort of thing. And then I found myself at a precipice, I guess, where I was trying to figure out what do I really want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. And I, in the back of my mind, had always thought about being a teacher. So I went through my master's program, got my master's in teaching, was knee deep in the certification process. And I just realized I don't actually really want to work with students mm -hmm. like K through 12 it's yeah. just not quite the right fit for me and then I ended up getting a job at that same company in their leadership development center and so I began a journey that has really not quit to be honest 
it just has morphed over time. Still teaching different audience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I love corporate education. I love working with adults. Mm -hmm. And I was working with people who were thinking about going into management all the way up to the highest levels of, you know, executives of the company around coaching and development and growth and customer service, personality assessment, I mean, the whole gamut that you would typically expect at corporate training. And um, ended up leaving that after five years and decided to pursue something totally different just because things were crazy with our family, travel and all of that, and ended up opening a cookie and cupcake business, Yay! which was awesome. And I know we have that in common because yes. your girls My are My girls like to cook. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that for about three years, but it's never really been my passion. And I mean, at the end of the day, I decided I don't want to spend all my time making cupcakes and stuff on demand. Yeah. And then right about that same time, I got called back by that same company and they said, hey, would you come back as a contractor? So I did that for another three or four years and then in 2017 ended up with a really crazy assignment in Ethiopia. Nice. And Ethiopia is A, amazing. Yeah. It's not what you imagine at all. Right. And I ended up going there over the course of about six months, mm -hmm. four different times with my partner, Christy. Nice. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. And we loved the work. We loved being able to feel like we were making a difference. Yeah. All of this work was new to the managers that we were training there. Yeah. We were hungry for it. And that kind of was a slight difference because, you know, when you're in corporate training in the U.S., it's like been there, done that for a yeah. lot of people. But when you're working with people who are hungry and open, it does something to you. And so we had that going in the background. And then right before we were scheduled to leave for our final trip, like literally less than 24 hours, they canceled. Not just a person, but the entire training. The entire thing. And it was a huge deal because it was a train-the-trainer kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And we... We're really trying to transition that program. Yeah. And that left us with three weeks, like a gaping hole in our yeah. calendar. And as contractors, that's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of spiraling over this. And independently, our husbands were like, don't you have a cancellation policy? And I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, we should probably check that. And sure enough, we did. It was like, you're supposed to have two weeks' notice. Right. So then we were faced with this question of, do we call them on it yeah because we have a long-standing relationship and it was just all this drama mm -hmm. and I can't under us I can't overestimate the drama enough because it really now looking back I think what were we thinking like no man is ever questioning whether or not to call yeah and to invoke yeah. the contract no. yeah and, and finally we just said you know we need to do this mm -hmm. and so we called our liaison and I had actually worked for him internal to the company yeah and Christy was you know doing the initial conversation you know doing the initial part of the conversation and I could just tell it wasn't resonating and I just said you know you know me to the guy yeah you know that this is not actually about the money this is about the principle of mm -hmm. the matter. We have a contract. Honoring and, an agreement. And now we have, as business owners, we have to do something about that. And he said, so what you're telling me is that you think you should get paid for work that you did not do. And it was one of those moments 
where I almost think of it as out of an out-of-body experience where I could just see two paths where one path was you're just gonna say no I don't think you should pay me forget I even asked that was dumb and acquiescing right <laughs> and it wouldn't just be about me but it would be about Christy too it impacts everybody everybody mm -hmm. and finally I just said yes I do think you should pay me because that's what our contract says yeah and he said okay that's all I need to hear <laughs> that amazing I just needed to hear you ask for it and it was such a pivotal moment because I had owned my own business for well multiple businesses and then this one at, at the time probably six or seven years mm -hmm. Christy had been a business owner for probably 17 or 18 years and it was one of the first moments where we both had this aha like oh my gosh we've been running businesses successfully but we never really identified ourselves as business owners right and when you make that shift in your mind yeah there is no going back right and it made me realize there are so many women who are just like us who are out there running businesses and they're just sort of I think going through the motions is too too strong but it's like they could be doing more right you know really pouring themselves honoring themselves better right and that launched us on a brand new journey which don't you think when we start our own businesses if the the mission of the business is too close to us too precious to us then we it's hard to see it as a business yeah we pull ourselves back we might get into the accomplishment, the mission, the, the transformation that happens in the business, and we forget the objectivity of running it like mm -hmm. a CFO. Well, and I think, I'll say for me for sure, and I think probably Christy would agree for herself, for both of us, we sort of just fell into these businesses. Mm -hmm. There was not a ton of intentionality behind it because it was like we had been doing this kind of work, we were both asked to come back and so yeah. it was like we have to quickly form a business yeah and so a lot of the normal intentionality that comes with starting a business was missing and I think that just made things a little bit easy yeah and so we were never really owning this identity and the more we kept talking about you know who do we want to work with we we're like could we could work with corporate clients and that's our background yeah or we could work with women we knew that we wanted to work with women could work with women who were still in the corporate space right. also part of our background but the more we talked about it the more we realized we want to work with women who are just like us women who are out there running businesses have been successful um, in many ways are still successful but they've made a transition for whatever reason from that professional environment to now wanting to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and that's a very scary transition it is I mean you and I have both made that it, right. it's no joke and there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way mm -hmm. absolutely and a lot of the things that are missing right you, you leave the corporate space no longer do you have like reward structures you don't have someone setting your schedule you don't have someone giving you directives about what to do it's now all of a sudden it's on you and you don't have anyone to delegate to right. anymore <laughs> 100% and so we found ourselves really gravitating to this space because at the core, I never want another woman, another female entrepreneur 
to get five, six, even two years into her business and not fully embrace the fact that she is a business owner. Right. And I want her to really take what she has to offer because I'm a huge believer that the world needs what each of us has to bring, what yeah. we have to offer, and really make that visible and available to the world. Yeah. I love that. So how long have you been Two Smart Girls? So Two Smart Girls was officially born in April of 2018. Nice. And so I guess we're, what, about a year and a half in or a year and a couple months in. Okay. And um, it's been a fun journey. It's been lots of up, ups and downs in the sense that we've learned, we're learning to work with partner now before uh-huh. we did have a partner. So yeah. we're individual. Decision making is a whole different deal, isn't it? Yeah. When you have a partnership. And that's been good. She and I, Christy Metcalf is my partner and she, um, and I have very complimentary strengths, but very unique differences that I think makes it very easy to work with us because you kind of get the whole package in some, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we've learned a lot because previously, you know, when you're working with corporate clients, it's sort of like you're doing your, all that work comes by referral. Right. Whereas when you're launching a different kind of business where it's more individual focused, you have to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So now we're all of a sudden out there on social media and we're having to make videos and like ads and all kinds of stuff. And that was a huge learning curve. Yeah. And we've made some big mistakes there and we've learned from them. And, you know, I, I see that as opportunities for us to help the women that we work with. Yeah. Which I think is... I guess a blessing in disguise sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we learn by making mistakes. It's nice to just be reminded that um, those imperfections are what make us stronger. Yeah, for That's sure. Great. So, what are the ways that you help women? So, right now, we primarily work with women who are sort of in two camps. We work with women who are at the very beginning of their entrepreneurial journey. So, they are in some cases still in the professional space and thinking about transitioning, they want to have a plan. And I can totally appreciate that because I'm a planner by nature. Uh Um, And so we will work with them around two components. One, what's the mindset? huge believers that mindset your thoughts matter and they directly impact the results that you get so um, working with them on getting their head in the right mental space in fact we we say jokingly get your head in the right mental space to run your own place (laughs) right and then helping them build the mechanics put the pieces in place to actually launch their business nice sell with success right because that's a huge fear that a lot of women have right Oh my gosh, I have to put myself out there. What are people going to think? Oh my gosh, what if I fail? Am I going to have to go back to corporate life? Oh my gosh, what is happening? Those haranguing thoughts, right. they come back exactly. over and over. But it's hard to deliver a great product and be your own sales force. Yeah, it is. And I, I think you know most of us really weren't trained for that. And so yeah. helping people realize that we're doing it every single day. Yeah. And that you know the way you talk about things, I mean, you're selling literally every single day. Right. And so helping people understand that it's okay to promote what they have to offer. Yeah. Because literally there is someone out there who needs what you have. True. So there's the early crowd, and then there are the people who are a little bit further into their journey who are, I guess like we were, out there, you have a business, but it's just not growing in the way you want, or you know it could be more, but you just don't know how. 
Mm -hmm. So some of that gets back to the mindset, like what kind of thoughts are you having that are keeping you from being in that space? And we see a lot around fear of success, which is sometimes surprising, right? Everybody thinks, oh, I'm, I'm scared of failing, but there's actually a lot of people who are scared of success. Like, what happens if I'm really successful? How is my life going to change? And right. am I ready for it? Right. So working with them on things like that, but then also the real mechanics of how do you how do you put yourself out there? How do you have a con- consistent presence? Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, all the mechanics behind actually making a business room. What are the systems that you need to, in order to be effective? Systems and, are the, the key to... Exactly. Keeping it all running. And it can be overwhelming thinking that every new idea you hear is something you need to implement. Before you know it, it's the whole on your business, in your business thing. Yeah. But we can be totally sabotaged by busy activities. Oh, yeah. I mean, we call it shiny object syndrome. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. is like, oh, shiny object. And like, I, I could do this or I could do that. And so sometimes it's really just about helping women scale it down. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a confused mind, I, I heard this the other day, a confused mind can't buy, right? So if you're trying to sell your, your product or service or offering to the world, if you're doing a million things, people are confused about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And the flip side of that is a confused mind can't sell. If you right. don't know what you're trying to bring to the, to the table, it's very confusing right. for yourself. Yeah. So really helping women get clarity around what it is that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And figuring out where they can scale back, where they can throttle forward, and that's sort nice. Of so, I love it. I love it every single day. That's fantastic. Oh man, <laughs> I love to see people thriving in their work. That's the whole idea here. Hopefully, sharing ideas. I can think of so many people who want to start a business, need to create a plan, and I love how our purposes really interconnect. Yes, because. I'm about giving people the fuel, the strategies they need in order to keep that mindset stable and constant, keep their energy stable and constant, creating the rhythms in life that make that possible. I love the combined product that we bring to the world. Yes. It's so fun. So here's, uh, before I get to the, the most fun question, tell us how we can find you online. So we, you can find us on the web, twosmartgirls.com, and it's the number two. Number two, smart girls. Yes. Okay. And then we're on Facebook and Instagram at TWO Smart Girls. Okay. And we spend a lot of time on Facebook. We're constantly putting out new content each week. So you can find that on our blog, um, which also has an audio component, and then on Facebook Live every single week. And... Um, yeah, those are probably the two best places. Yeah, all, sure. all the right places for where women hang out. Yes, exactly. And so at the end of the day, when you're hanging out and you're going for a glass of wine, tell us what you drink. Okay, so I've actually been thinking about this question since we met. Uh-huh. It's very important. It's a very important question. I'm like, are people going to judge me for what I say? <laughs> okay, no, no judgments, no judgments. Believe me, the past two people are Moscato fans, and that's Okay. So I am a diehard red fan. Mm -hmm. I very, very rarely drink white. I have a special place in my heart for a good champagne. But at the core, I'm a red drinker. Mm -hmm. And on a casual day, if I just want like a relatively inexpensive bottle of wine, I'm probably just going to go and get like some kind of old vines in or a cab. Mm -hmm. Even a Malbec. Actually, I love Malbec. Yeah. 
But if I am wanting to celebrate something, I will always order from our favorite vineyard in Sonoma. Uh And it's a small little vineyard called Ty Caton. Oh, yeah. And we stumbled upon it. Actually, my husband and I stumbled upon it. Well, it's probably been 10 years now. We were on our on an anniversary trip, and we were talking with a local woman who was doing a tasting at a different winery. And uh-huh. I said, okay, what, do, you know, what are some of your favorite places to go? And she said, oh, you need to check out Ty Caton. Good. So we randomly went there, and it was the best experience. And they have a very cool system. Their specialty is around Cabernet, and they've got like six or seven different Cabernets all the time. And they're all very different. Nice. Different parts of their vineyard in different parts of Sonoma and so Sweet. I will always how do you spell it T T Y T Y and then Katen C-A-T-O-N okay got it got it okay I will look that up yeah because I'm always looking for something fun good stuff <laughs> good well thank you so much it's just a delight we'll it's, have to talk more I know we'll talk we more. will talk more. it's been a true pleasure <laughs> good deal okay thanks Thanks for taking the time to sit down and have a glass of wine with us. Because we're talking about our wine and yoga retreats in this series, I wanted to take a minute to paint a picture of what this looks like. Think about it. You're going to leave the office, drive or fly to Colorado Springs, come and check in at the Garden of the Gods Resort, which is a beautiful, breathtaking luxury resort with a view of Pikes Peak out of every room. When you check in, we're gonna greet you by name. We're gonna hand you a key, and you're gonna go to your room, put your cell phone and your computer in a drawer. You're gonna put on a bathrobe and sit there on the balcony, looking at the Garden of the Gods, working on your life strategy experience journal. At six o'clock, you're gonna come downstairs for a Tour de France wine tasting with Ashley where I'm gonna explain to you how the crushing and the pressing and the soil that Cerise render works together to make new wine out of your life. It's a life-changing weekend, and I know you wanna be there. Go to 360lifestrategies.com forward slash retreats and see if you see yourself in this picture.